thank you so much for coming out tonight. It's beautiful, isn't it? No one says anything. <laughs> it's it's a good time to be at whose house is this? Abraham and David's house. Nathan's house. Yes. And it's just really cool that they would open up your homes. So guys, thank you so much for opening up your house so that we could come and worship Jesus because he's good like that. You know, I was um, driving up here and as I parked, I was walking with my niece Adela and I heard you guys rehearsing. And I thought to myself, like, like dude, what are the neighbors going to say? You know, because the neighbors are going to be like, why are those locals? They're over there worshiping the Lord. But I think it's pretty cool that you're able to. It sounds really weird on my end. Is it because of that? Is that normal? That's my voice. Wow, I had no idea. It sounded like that. But it's, it's cool to be here. Thank you for having me out, Joe, Edith, and everybody else. You know, it's always a blessing to be able to dispense God's word to people, you know, so that we can draw closer to the Lord. I know that many times, um, I don't know if you know about the trichotomy of man. The trichotomy of man is um, body, uh, body, mind, and soul. And many times we, we feed, oh, that sounds way better. Many times we feed our bodies through physical food. And many times we feed our, our minds through reading and through education. But oftentimes we neglect to feed our souls. So it's always a blessing to be able to feed our souls through the reading of the scriptures because that, that's what really strengthens us as believers in Christ. So um, to be able to share with you guys and to hopefully draw y'all just a little bit closer to the Lord. I always feel like whenever it is that you come with an open heart to receive from the Lord, that God will touch you and God will minister to you. And then you'll draw just a little bit closer, whether it's an inch closer to Christ and to becoming the person that he wants you to be. Like that's always something that we all should be striving for anyways, you know, just drawing a little bit closer whenever we hear the word of God. So hopefully today, we learn a little bit and grow a little bit with this devotion. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just bow before your glorious presence, Lord, for it is a it is a beautiful night, God, that you have allowed us to enjoy here at this house. Lord, as we um, sing and sang um, songs of worship unto your presence, God, we thank you because um, no matter what it is that we are going through, Lord, you always desire that we worship. Because worship is not only pleasing unto you, but it's nourishing to our hearts, minds, and souls, Lord. And as we um, crack open your word a little bit, I just pray that you would um, encourage us through the power of your beautiful Holy Spirit. And that you would minister to our hearts, God, that we may understand that in you, we already have everything that we need, Lord God. Everything that we need for life and contentment is already in you, Jesus. So... Speak to us and encourage us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. So um, whenever it is that you read the Bible, especially whenever it is that you read the Old Testament, like God has always chosen to reveal himself and through so many different names. You know, there are tons and tons of names in the Old Testament where God says, hey, like, I'm this and I'm that and I'm this and I'm that. And many times we see the names and we're just kind of like, oh, Elohim, oh, El Shaddai, oh, Eldenai. And we kind of don't really understand what those names are. But when you really begin to break down the names, every single name that God chooses to reveal himself describes his character. And it describes exactly who he is. And that's when you understand the names, you kind of put two and two together. Like God is saying that he's this, oh, because he's this at heart. 
right? And I wrote some of the names down. I wrote, like, for example, um, when God reveals himself as Eloah, he's literally saying that, he, I'm, that I'm the mighty, the strong, and prominent God. He says, I am Elohim, the creator, the creator of all things. He says, I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. I am Adonai. I am the Lord of everything. He says, I am Yahweh. We already know Yahweh is the Lord, like the God of all gods, right? And he says, I am Jehovah Rapha. Like I'm a God who heals, like the God who heals. And it's beautiful that God would reveal himself like that to, to the Jewish nation because as you know, like their brokenness and that, that crosses over to our own personal brokenness. Not only does God heal physically, but God also heals everyone spiritually that comes to know him. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And he says, I am Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, our God or who is our banner, our God who is our victory. And I think about that and I think of how incredible it is that God would give us the victory with whatever it is that's going on in our lives. Because all of us struggle with something, you know, but yet when we press into Christ, Christ gives us the victory to overcome whatever situation, whatever mountain, whatever trial, whatever hurdle is there. God gives us the strength of the power of his Holy Spirit to overcome those things. And of course, um, the one I'm sure many of us already know that God is Jehovah Jireh, that God is our God who provides our God who provides what? Our God who provides peace, comfort, strength, hope. A God who, who, uh, who provides um, forgiveness of our sins, salvation, eternal life. Our God who provides all of these spiritual things, but he also is a God who provides all of our physical needs. Shoes, socks, um, shorts, pants, food in our tummies, desserts that we shouldn't eat too many of, um, sandia, tuna sandwiches. Like God provides all of these things. Why? And I think I always, um, it's important for us to, um, to ask God, like, Lord, why do you take care of us so much? Why? Why? Because, oh, because I'm special like that and God's got me, right? And it's like, no. Why does God provide for us? Because at his heart, he wants us to know that he loves us. He says in Philippians 4, 19, and my gosh, supply all of my needs according to his riches and according to his glory. The Lord is faithful at meeting us right where we are and to provide those things that we need to survive. And I know that we always think as Christians, like um, maybe you don't think that way, but I know at times I think that I think that sometimes like the grass is greener on the other side. You know, like if I only had that, if I only had that, man, if I only X, Y, and Z, then my life would be a little better. But God's saying, no, I have placed you where you are and I'm taking care of you where you are. Stop looking at that or at that person or comparing yourself to that person's walk, comparing your, your financial situation to that person. God says, no, don't do that. I have you. God, please provide the lights because then I can't see my Bible anymore. God, um, God constantly is providing for us. Why? Because of his love, right? And when you think of God's love, he, he provides because of his agape unconditional provisional love for humanity since the beginning of time from genesis all the way down through revelation god has always provided for his people and i love how even like peter tells us that god has given us everything that we need in christ let me read it to you if i could read it if i could see it in second peter chapter one starting in verse one it reads like you're a good man thank you it's only four verses, so that way you don't stress out and get 
Oh, it's cramping your arm. Second Peter chapter one reads like this. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God and Savior. And may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory glory and excellence and because of his glory and excellence he has given us great and precious promises these are the promises that em that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires that's beautiful peter is saying christ has already thank you christ has already given you everything that you need peter is saying change your perspective change your perspective understand who you are in Christ and understand the things that the Lord has already given you. Instead of um, constantly wanting these other things, God is saying, be content with where you are right now. And I feel like so many times people are not content with where they are because they're always looking at everything else but what God has already done. And I think when we do that, we cheat ourselves. When we do that, we rob ourselves of the joy of being in a relationship with Jesus. Because we're always focusing like that, 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 that. Or Lord, why them and why not me? Anybody ever think that? Why them and why not me? I think it happens to all of us. But God is saying, I have taken care of them in that way. I'm caring. Thank you. And then there was light, right? God is saying, I've taken care of them in that way, but I'm also taking care of you in your own very specific, personal, unique way. Stop looking at them. In other words, stop looking at what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have. You know, and I think it's hard. Why? Because we're broken, sinful human beings, and we're always looking at everything else except at the things that God has already done for us. Think of what he's done for us. He's given us life, hope, and freedom. What is it that this world is looking for? Life, hope, and freedom. You know, I was in Belize and I was watching the people. I went to this like carnival thing and I was watching the people and the people were doing all of these things to please the flesh. And I was thinking like, man, Lord, like they're so trapped in trying to please the flesh when there's freedom in Jesus Christ. And Christ has given all of us that. Life, hope, and freedom. He's given us himself. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us a relationship with God the Father. He's given us um, the opportunity to get to know him. Like how many people out there are dying to know Jesus, right? So many people are, are looking for something in their lives to fill the void, and yet they're going to all of these things when what they need is Jesus, you know? And we have that opportunity to get to know God the Father, I think when we have the perspective of like, of God truly is our Jehovah Jireh. He is my supplier, so I shall not be in want, right? What is it? Psalm 23 says, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Why? Because the shepherd is taking care of his sheep, right? God is always taking care of us. When we have that perspective, we're not going to be, man, this or that or this and that. We're focused and we find that contentment. And then we enjoy Jesus for everything that he is, a beautiful and loving Savior. In Luke 18, you have um, Jesus has this encounter with 
the crippled. Let me look that. Let me read that to you guys really quick because it's absolutely powerful. In Luke 18, you have, let me read it. Luke 18, 35, it says this. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked, um, he, he asked what's happening. They told him that Jesus was that Jesus of Nazareth was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. The people in front yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As that man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man um, could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God as well. I think that's beautiful because this blind beggar was marginalized by our society. He had absolutely nothing. And when he saw Jesus, when he saw Jesus, he couldn't see Jesus because he was blind. But when he heard that Jesus was in the vicinity, he said, I need to go to the one that I've heard so much about. And he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Help me. Who did he go to? He went to Christ. He didn't just hear about the Lord and then just chill in the back and say, hmm, well, I guess God can heal me and God can do whatever, but I'm just going to hang out here. No. He said, I have a need that no one else can meet. So what am I going to do? He says, I'm going to run to Jesus. And even though people told him, what are you doing? You can't do that. He all the louder, he started screaming even more, Jesus, 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 because God was the only, he knew that God was the only one that could help him in his current situation. And I think that's a beautiful lesson for all of us. You know, who can help us in our current situation? Who can supply all of our needs? We need to be more like the blind beggar instead of those that only run to Christ or very seldomly run to Christ. My encouragement to all of you is this, whatever it is, you might be needing in your life right now. If it's joy, run to Jesus. If you're spiritually blind and you're being, I don't know, led astray by something else, run to Jesus in the opposite direction. Run to the Lord. If you haven't been, if you've been thinking, okay, I don't have to read my Bible that much or, or pray that much or, or go to church that much because, I don't know, I'm finding joy in all of these other things. All of these other things will leave you empty and broken. Run to Jesus because God loves you. And he is our Jehovah Jireh, our God who shall what? Supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So my encouragement to you is this, that wherever it is you find yourself today or tomorrow or a week or a month or a year from now, remember, run to Jesus because he is our Jehovah Jireh. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you so much for um, this short time of, of reading the scriptures, of going through Luke 18, God, reading 2 Peter chapter 1, and just understanding through the scriptures how you are a God who has told us from the very beginning that I will supply your needs. Lord, I don't know what's going on in the lives of the people that are here. I don't know where what their spiritual condition is, but you do. Father, help them to understand that no matter what it is that's going on in their life, you will supply because you care, because you love them tremendously. So, Lord, I pray that they would... Um, Keep their eyes off of their current situation and begin to look up to you, Jesus. May they, bleed, may they be like the blind beggar who cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
bless everyone that's here, Lord God. May we continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. And may you just receive all of this as a sweet aroma unto your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen.